Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, <clears throat> welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right, he right here in the Haven, which is in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel. We're trying to keep this um, service to Srimad Bhagavatam and Srila Prabhupada, the person Bhagavad going every day uh, by the grace of the Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his sincere followers <clears throat> we hope you're enjoying uh, this, this reading uh, these readings and we hope that you are well and safe and uh, as happy as you can be in a world which is so full of um, difficulties as it is Srimad Bhagavatam Mastotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Bhagavatam for what it is. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnadya Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds sarva bhagavata prana srimad bhagavata prabho kalidvandoditaditya shri krishna parivartita o life heir of all the supreme lord's devotees o master srimad bhagavatam you are the sun risen in the darkness of kali you are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madhika bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadaka madbhagya madananda namostute My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy. I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dain atini chochata kada hanamun chakadachin mam premnarit katayoks buddha. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the 14th chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam uh, pregnancy of Diti in the evening 
this is going to be the story of how the first demons, real substantial demons, were born in this universe. We're starting with text 25. Kashyapamuni is describing to his wife Diti why she should wait before they attempt to conceive a child. And it's a it's dusk, it's just, just at the wrong time. So Kashyapa is speaking. Lord Shiva's body is reddish and he is unstained though covered with ashes. His hair is dusty from the whirlwind dust of the crematorium. He is the younger brother of your husband and he sees with his three eyes. Purport Lord Shiva is not an ordinary living entity, nor is he in the category of Vishnu or the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is far more powerful than any living entity up to the standard of Brahma, yet he is not on an equal level with Vishnu. Since he, is almost, since he is almost like Lord Vishnu, Shiva can see past, present and future. One of his eyes is like the sun, another is like that is like the moon, and his third eye, which is between his eyebrows, is like fire. He can generate fire from his middle eye, and he is able to vanquish any powerful living entity, including Brahma. Yet he does not live pompously in a nice house, and so on, nor does he possess any material properties, although he is the master of the material world. He lives mostly in the crematorium, where dead bodies are burned, and the whirlwind dust of the crematorium is his bodily dress. He is unstained by material contamination. Kashapa took him as his younger brother because the youngest sister of Diti, Kashapa's wife, <coughs> was married to Lord Shiva. The husband of one's sister is considered one's brother. By that social relationship, Lord Shiva happened to be the younger brother of Kashapa. Kashapa warned his wife that because Lord Shiva would see their sex indulgence, the time was not appropriate. Diti might argue that they would enjoy sex life in a private place. But Kashapa reminded her that Lord Shiva has three eyes called the sun, moon, and fire, and one cannot escape his vigilance any more than one can escape Vishnu. Although seen by the police, a criminal is sometimes not immediately punished. The police wait for the proper time to apprehend him. The forbidden time for sexual intercourse would be noted by Lord Shiva, and Diti would meet with proper punishment by giving birth to a child of ghostly character or a godless temperament, or a godless impersonalist. Kashapa foresaw this, and thus he warned his wife, Diti. 
Text 26. Lord Shiva regards no one as his relative, yet there is no one who is not connected with him. He does not regard anyone as very favorable or abominable. We respectfully worship the remnants of his foodstuff and we vow to accept what is rejected by him. Purport Kashapa informed his wife that just because Lord Shiva happened to be his brother-in-law, that that should not encourage her in her, offensive, her offense towards him. Kashapa warned her that actually Lord Shiva is not correct, connected with anyone, nor is anyone his enemy. Since he is one of the three controllers of the universal affairs, he is equal to everyone. His greatness is inc incomparable because he is a great devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is said that among all the devotees of the Personality of Godhead, Lord Shiva is the greatest. Thus, the remnants of foodstuff left by him are accepted by other devotees as Mahaprasad, or great spiritual foodstuff. The remnants of foodstuff offered to Lord Krishna are called prasad. But when the same prasad is eaten by a great devotee like Lord Shiva, it is called maha prasad. Lord Shiva is so great that he does not care for the material prosperity for which every one of us is so eager. Parvati, who is the powerful material nature personified, is under his full control as his wife, yet he does not use her even to build a residential house. He prefers to remain without shelter, and his great wife also agrees to live with him humbly. People in general worship Lord Goddess Durga, the wife of Lord Shiva, for material prosperity, but Lord Shiva engages her in his service without material desire. He simply advises his great wife <clears throat> that all kinds of worship, that of all kinds of worship, the worship of Vishnu is the highest, and greater than that is worship and greater than that is the worship of a great devotee, or anything in relation with Vishnu. Text twenty seven. Although no, one is, although no one in the material world is equal to or greater than Lord Shiva, and although, this, and although his un, unimpeachable character is followed by great souls to dismantle the mass of nations, he, he nevertheless remains as if a devil to give salvation to all devotees of the Lord. Purport Lord Shiva's uncivilized, devilish characteristics are never abominable because he teaches the sincere devotees of the Lord how to practice detachment from material enjoyment. He is called Mahadev, or the greatest of all demigods, and no one is equal to or greater than him in the material world. He is almost equal with Lord Vishnu. Although he always associates with Maya, Durga, he is above the reactionary stage of the three modes of material nature, and although he is in charge 
of devilish characters in the mode of ignorance, he is not affected by such association. Text 28. <clears throat> Unfortunate, foolish persons, not knowing that Lord Shiva is engaged in his own self, laugh at him. Such foolish persons engage in maintaining the body, which is eatable by dogs, with distress with dresses, ornaments, garlands, and ointments. Purport. Lord Shiva never accepts any luxurious dress, garland, ornament, or ointment. But those who are addicted to the decoration of the body, which is finely eatable by dogs, very luxuriously maintain it as the self. Such persons do not understand Lord Shiva, but they approach him for luxurious material comforts. There are two kinds of devotees of Lord Shiva. One class is the gross materialist, seeking only bodily comforts from Lord Shiva, and the other class desires to become one with him. They are mostly impersonalists and prefer to chant Shivoham, I am Shiva, or after liberation, I shall become one with Lord Shiva. In other words, the karmis and jnanis are generally devotees of Lord Shiva, but they do not properly understand his real purpose in, in life. Sometimes so-called devotees of Lord Shiva imitate him by using poisonous intoxicants. Lord Shiva once swallowed an ocean of poison and thus his throat became blue. The imitation Shivas try to follow him by indulging in poisons and thus they are ruined. The real purpose of Lord Shiva is to serve Lord Krishna, the soul of the soul. Lord Shiva desires that all luxurious articles such as nice garments, garlands, ornaments and cosmetics be given to Lord Krishna only because Krishna is the real enjoyer. Lord Shiva refuses to accept such luxurious items himself because they are meant only for Krishna. However, since foolish persons do not know this purpose of Lord Shiva, they either laugh at him or profitlessly try to imitate him. Text 29 <clears throat> Demigods like Brahma also follow the religious rites observed by him. He is the controller of the material energy which causes the creation of the material world. He is great and therefore his devilish characteristics are simply imitation. Purport Lord Shiva is the husband of Durga, the controller of the material energy. Durga is the personified material energy and Lord Shiva, being her husband, is the controller of the material energy. He is also the incarnation of the mode of ignorance and one, and one of the three deities representing the Supreme Lord. As his representative, Lord Shiva is identical with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is very great 
and his renunciation of all material enjoyment is an ideal example of how one should be materially unattached. <clears throat> one should therefore follow in his footsteps and be unattached to matter, not imitate his uncommon acts like drinking poison. Text 30 Maitreya <clears throat> Maitreya said, Ditti was thus informed by her husband, but she was pressed for Cup by Cupid for sexual satisfaction. She caught hold of the clothing of the great Brahmana sage, just like a shameless public prostitute. Purport The difference between a married wife and a public prostitute is that one is restrained in sex life by the rules and regulations of the scriptures, whereas the other is unrestricted in sex life and is conducted solely by the strong sex urge. Due to her being pressed by Cupid, Diddy became a prostitute, and the great sage Kashapa, although very enlightened, became a victim of his prostitute wife. Such is the strong force of the material energy. Text 31 Understanding his wife's purpose, he was obliged to perform the forbidden act, and thus, after offering his obeisances unto worshipable fate, he lay with her in a secluded place. Purport It appears from the talks of Kashapa with his wife that he was a worshipper of Lord Shiva, and although he knew that Lord Shiva would not be pleased with him for such a forbidden act, he was obliged to act by his wife's desire, and thus he offered his obeisances unto fate. He knew that the child born of such untimely sexual intercourse would certainly not be a good child, but Kashapa could not protect himself because he was too obligated to his wife. In a similar case, however, when Thakur Haridas was tempted by a public prostitute in the dead of night, he avoided the allurement because of his perfection in Krishna consciousness. That is the difference between a, a Krishna conscious person and others. Kashapa Muni was greatly learned and enlightened and he knew all the rules and regulations of systemic, uh, systematic life. Yet he failed to protect himself from, from the attack of sex desire. Thakur Haridas was not born of a Brahmana family, nor was he himself a Brahmana, but yet, yet he could protect himself from such an attack due to his being Krishna conscious. Thakur Haridas used to chant the holy name of the Lord 300,000 times daily. Text 32 Thereafter the Brahmana took his bath in the water and controlled his speech by practicing trance, meditating on the eternal effulgence and chanting the holy Gayatri hymns within his mouth. Purport. As one has to take bath after using the toilet, so one has to wash himself with water after sexual intercourse. 
especially when engaged in a forbidden time. Kashyapa Muni meditated on the impersonal Brahma Jyoti by chanting the Gayatri mantra within his mouth. When a Vedic mantra is chanted within the mouth so that only the chanter can hear, the chanting is called Japa. But when such mantras are chanted loudly, it is called Sankirtan. The Vedic hymn, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, can be chanted both softly to oneself or loudly. Therefore, it is called the Maha Mantra, or the Great Hymn. Kashyapa Muni appears to be an impersonalist. When we compare his character with that of Thakur Haridas, as referred to above, it is clear that the personalist is stronger in sense control than the impersonalist. This is explained in the Bhagavad Gita as Padandrishtva Nivartate, that is, one ceases to accept lower grade things when one is situated in a superior condition. One is said to be purified after taking a bath and chanting Gayatri. But the Mahamantra is so powerful that one can chant it loudly or softly in any condition and be protected from all the evils of material existence. Text 33 O, o son of the Bharat family, Diti, after this, went nearer to her husband, her face lowered because of her faulty action. She spoke as follows. Purport When one is ashamed of an abominable action, one naturally becomes down-faced. Diti came to her senses after the abominable sexual intercourse with her husband. Such sexual intercourse is condemned as prostitution. In other words, sex life with one's wife is equal to prostitution if the regulations are not properly followed. Text 34 The beautiful Diti said, My dear Brahmana, kindly see that my embryo is not killed by Lord Shiva, the Lord of all living creatures, because of the great offense I have committed against him. Purport Diti was conscious of her offense and was anxious to be excused by Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva has two popular names, Rudra and Ashutosh. He is very prone to anger as well as quickly pacified. Diti knew that because of his being quickly angered, he might spoil the pregnancy she had so unlawfully achieved. But because he was also Ashutosh, she implored her Brahmana husband to help her in pacifying Lord Shiva, for her husband was a great devotee of Lord Shiva. In other words, Lord Shiva might have been angry with Diti because she obliged her husband to transgress the law, but he would not refuse her husband's prayer. Therefore, the application for excuse was submitted through her husband. She prayed to Lord Shiva as follows. Text 35 Let me offer my obeisances 
unto the angry Lord Shiva, who was simultaneously the very ferocious great demigod and the fulfiller of all material desires. He is all auspicious and forgiving, but his anger can immediately move him, move him to chastise a wrongdoer. Purport. Diti prayed for the mercy of Lord Shiva very cleverly. She prayed, The Lord can cause me to cry, but if He likes, He can also stop my crying, because He is Ashutosh. He is so great that if He likes, He can immediately destroy my pregnancy. But by His mercy, He can also fulfill my desire that my pregnancy not be spoiled. Because he is all-auspicious, it is not difficult for him to excuse me for, from being punished, although he is now ready to punish me because I have aroused his great anger. He appears like a man, but he is the Lord of all men. Text 36 Let him be pleased with us, since he is my brother-in-law, the husband of my sister Sati. He is also the worshipable Lord of all women. He is the personality of all opulences and can show mercy towards women who are excused even by the uncivilized hunters. Purport Lord Shiva is the husband of Sati, one of the, distors, one of the sisters of Diti. Diti invoked the pleasure of her sister Sati so that Sati would re request her husband to excuse her. Besides that, Lord Shiva is the worshipable Lord of all women. He is naturally very kind towards women on whom even the uncivilized hunters also show their mercy. Since Lord Shiva is himself associated with women, he knows very well their defective nature, and he might not take very seriously Ditti's unavoidable offense, which occurred due to her faulty nature. Every virgin girl is supposed to be a devotee of Lord Shiva. Ditti remembered her childhood worship of Lord Shiva and begged his mercy. Text 37 Maitreya said, the great sage Kachapa thus addressed his wife, who was trembling because of fear that her husband was offended. She understood that he had been dissuaded from his daily duties of offering evening prayers, yet she desired the welfare of her children in the world. Text 38 The learned Kachapa said, because of your minds being polluted, because of defilement of the particular time, because of your negligence of my directions, and because of your being apathetic to the demigods, everything was inauspicious. But you did it. <laughs> Purport. The conditions for having good progeny in society are that the husband should be disciplined in religious and regulated principles, and the wife should be faithful to the husband. In the Bhagavad Gita 7.11, it is said that sexual intercourse 
according to religious principles, is a representation of Krishna consciousness. Before engaging in sexual intercourse, both the husband and the wife must consider their mental condition, the particular time, the husband's directions, and obedience to the demigods. According to Vedic society, there is suitable auspicious time for sex, which is called the time for Garbhadana. Diti neglected all the principles of scriptural injunction, and therefore, although she was very anxious for auspicious children, she was informed that her children would not be worthy uh, to be the sons of a Brahmana. There, was a clear, there is a clear indication herein that a Brahmana's son is not always a Brahmana. Personalities like Ravana and Hiranyakashipu <clears throat> were actually born of Brahmanas, but they were not accepted as Brahmanas because their fathers did not follow the regulated principles for their birth. Such children are called demons or Rakshasas. There were only one or two Rakshasas in the previous ages due to negligence of the disciplinary methods. But during the age of Kali, there is no discipline in sex life. How then can one expect good children? Certainly unwanted children cannot be a source of happiness in society. But through the Krishna consciousness movement, they can be raised to the human standard by chanting the holy name of God. That is the unique contribution of Lord Chaitanya to human society. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 39 O haughty one, you will have two contemptuous sons born of your condemned womb. Unlucky woman, they will cause constant lamentation for the three worlds. Purport Contemptuous sons are born of the condemned womb of their mother. In the Bhagavad Gita 140 it is said, where there is deliberate negligence of the regulated principles of religious life, the women as a class become polluted, and as a result there are unwanted children. This is especially true for boys. If the mother is not good, there cannot be good sons. The learned Kashapa could foresee the character of the sons who would be born of the condemned womb of Diti. The womb was condemned because of the mother's being too sexually inclined and thus transgressing all the laws and injunctions of the scriptures. In a society where such women are prominent, one should not expect good children. Text 40 They will kill poor, faultless living entities, torture women, and, en and enrage the great souls. Purport Demoniac activities are prominent, demoniac activities are predominant when innocent, faultless living entities are killed, women are tortured, and the great souls engaged in Krishna consciousness are enraged. In a demoniac society, innocent animals are killed to satisfy the tongue. 
and women are tortured by unnecessary sexual indulgence. Where there are women and meat, there must be liquor and sex indulgence. When these, when these are prominent in society, by God's grace, one can expect a change in the social order by the Lord Himself or by His bona fide representative. Text 41 At that time, the Lord of the universe, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the well-wisher of all living entities, will descend and kill them, just as Indra smashes the mountains with his thunderbolts. Purport As stated in the Bhagavad Gita 4.8, the Lord descends as an incarnation to deliver the devotees and kill the miscreants. The Lord of the universe and of everything would appear in order to kill the sons of, of Diti because of their offending the devotees of the Lord. There are many agents of the Lord, such as Indra, Chandra, Varuna, Goddess Durga, and Kali, who can chastise all form formidable miscreants in the world. The example of mountains being smashed by a thunderbolt is very appropriate. The mountain is considered the most strongly built body within the universe, yet it can easily yet it can be easily smashed by the arrangement of the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Personality of Godhead does not need to descend in order to kill any strongly built body. He comes down just for the sake of his devotees. Everyone is subject to the miseries offered by material nature, but because the, activi but because the activities of miscreants, such as killing innocent people and animals, or torturing women are harmful to everyone and are therefore a source of pain for the devotees, the Lord comes down. He descends only to give relief to his ardent devotees. The killing of a miscreant by the Lord is also the mercy of the Lord towards the miscreant, although apparently the Lord takes the side of the devotee. Since the Lord is absolute, there is no difference between his activities of killing the miscreants and favoring the devotees. Hare Krishna. So, I know it goes so fast, what can I do? I wish we could read three times more in the same time, but it's not possible. We'll stop now tonight and we'll go begin again from text 42. Although... How many verses do we have left? A lot. Yeah. Okay. We'll start tomorrow with text 42 and eagerly wait the uh, reflections of the good souls out there in cyberspace who are watching. Hare Krishna.
push this Ramati Manjari. Yes, Rati, first up the blocks lately. Haribo. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, all glories to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Thank you. All glories to Srila Prabhupada's transcendental literatures. Yes, especially his Bhaktivedanta purports. And from Kopakanya? Yes, Kopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai, all glories to the devotees of the Lord. And from Bhakta Christopher. Yes, Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Is the act of chanting Shivoham a form of worshipping Lord Shiva? If so, what happens to people who unknowingly worship Lord Shiva? I know of a guru who has people chanting Shivoham without knowing what it means. <laughs> Before this reading, I did not know what it meant. He says that this chant is non-sectarian. Could you please shed some light on this for me, please? <laughs> uh, well, he is. It's described here in in the verses that we just read that the followers of Lord Shiva uh, generally tend to be less fortunate, you know, because they tend to be uh, materialistic. Um, so, a person who's acting like a guru and teaching to chant. Shivo, shivo hum without explaining uh, is acting against religious principles uh, we can we can chant shivo hum we can worship lord shiva but not separately from vishnu or krishna when we do that then we put lord shiva above Lord Vishnu, which is offensive. It's, an, it's, it's offense against the holy name of Krishna. That's according to the Padma Purana. It's one of the ten offenses against the holy name. So even though he may be ignorant and he may not know what he's doing, uh, ignorance is no excuse. And if I were you, I would humbly suggest that you avoid that person's company and association because in association you acquire the qualities in this life and in the next life Hare Krishna from Sudevi Dasi yes Sudevi Dasi Hare Krishna let me say one more thing that doesn't mean that we disrespect Lord Shiva we respect him greatly as the greatest Vaishnava. But if someone's worshipping his name and not acknowledging that Lord Shiva, when he preaches, preaches the glories of Lord Shiva, or of, of Lord Vishnu, then he commits an offense against Lord Shiva. Hare Krishna. Christopher says, thank you for a wonderful answer. Hare Krishna. And so Devi Dasi says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi Hari Bo Hari Bo 
Und schon Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Today I found that how the Maha Mantra is protecting the person from sense gratification. So devotees are so fortunate, but general people are very unfortunate not knowing these rules and become victim of the strong desire to satisfy their own senses. All glories to the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. All glories to the holy name of the Lord, Hare Krishna. And from Bhakta Rupa. Yes, Bhakta Rupa. Thanks for reading, Maharaj. Really nice verses and purports in this section of the Bhagavatam. Mm. Found it very interesting that the consciousness of the parent at the time of conception has a big impact on the child that is born. It's something that I'd never heard of before reading the Bhagavatam. It seems like a practical fact that general society could really benefit from knowing. Oh, yes, absolutely. Varna Sankara is the cause directly of the miserable conditions of the, of the world today, no doubt about it. Yes, thank you for that reflection. I mean, Krishna says, kamosmi, I am sex life, but that sex life which is not against religious principles. And that's why Diti is paying the price, because she's going to have sons that are going to be horrible, literally horrible to, to everyone, torture everyone in the universe, particularly Hiranyakashipu. But then she gets the benediction you know, that, that they'll both be killed by Krishna and that one of them will have a son, great devotee, Prahlad Maharaj. So she, she gets pacified by that. Hare Krishna. She can be the grandfather, grandmother of Prahlad Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. There's something more from Bhakti Rupa. Jai Bhakti Rupa, go on. He says, P.S. Happy Chipped Rice Festival Day. We had both types of chipped rice at our Sunday feast today, following the recipes in the CC. Oh, very good. Needless to say, we're all still a little intoxicated. Oh, very good. Hare Krishna. <laughs> oh, very good. Nice. Hare Krishna. Yes, Krishna consciousness is so nice. Our senses will become satisfied completely if we follow the rules and regulations and serve Krishna with love, Here, especially hearing his glories. Hearing of the Bhagavatam is so potent, so powerful, and can relieve us of all inauspiciousness and can give us relief from our suffering. 
Hare Krishna. It's practical, very practical. Yes, Gauranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Prabhupada. I appreciated tonight how Srila Prabhupada compared Kashyapa Muni to Haridas Thakur, concluding <laughs> that, concluding that, quote, Kashyapa Muni was a greatly learned and en- enlightened, and he knew all the rules and regulations of systematic life, yet he failed to protect himself from the attack of sex desire, unquote. For Haridas Thakur, just being Krishna conscious is giving him the protection needed against the assaults of lust. Yes, and he was he was accosted by Maya herself, who was the most beautiful woman created, and still she could not deviate him from his duty. She even said to him, no one can resist me, not even Brahma, but you did. Therefore, initiate me into the holy name, please. <laughs> this is the glory of Tadiya, uh, the devotees of Krishna. We worship the devotees of Krishna who are following all of these principles strictly. They're becoming glorious. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Namo, Hare Ramo, Ramo Ramo, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. There's something here from Bhakta Oliver. Bhakta Oliver, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading tonight. How can we establish to people who have misconceptions that Krishna and Shiva are one and the same, that Shiva is actually a devotee of Krishna? Thank you. You, you have to point them to the speeches of Lord Shiva, especially in the Srimad Bhagavatam in which he clearly glorifies Krishna and puts himself in the proper perspective. There's, there's, no, there's no other way. If they're uh, impersonalists, as we heard in, in the purports today, then it's very difficult to uh, change their minds because the impersonal philosophy kind of makes everything okay. It, by saying that everything is unreal and all forms are not real, 
uh, they're saying that it doesn't make, really make any difference because when you die, you're, you're finished anyway. And the goal is to be, be, be merge into God or become God or you think you're God or whatever variety of you know, illusion they're in. Uh, it's very difficult. Therefore, unless you're powerful enough, you should avoid them. And let, I mean, Lord Chaitanya could, you know, convert the Mayavadis, but not just anybody can do that. So if you can't, if you're not strong enough, you should avoid the Mayavadis, like the plague. And if you start to hear the philosophy, plug your ears and go away, you know. Or just, if you're in a social circumstance, just graciously bow out and just go away. Don't hear it submissively. If you hear it submissively, then according to Lord Chaitanya, your spiritual life is doomed, at least in this life, if not for many lives. Hare Krishna. Better put your energy where innocence is. And it will be productive. And don't waste your energy where it's not going to be productive. Unless you are a great soul and can convert them just by your presence. And hardly anybody, Lord Chaitanya is practically the only one who can do that. Hare Krishna. So let us not imitate, you know, the great souls. Just be who we are and follow Srila Prabhupada's instructions and then we'll stay safe. Look at look at Diti. She you know, she was she wanted children. It, it wasn't just gross sex, not just gross sex, although nowadays it is mainly. But she she wanted a child and still she couldn't control. She couldn't control. Even though she had a great such a great husband and it wouldn't make it wouldn't be the end of the world if she waited a few minutes until the timing was, was proper. But she just couldn't control herself. And Kashapa was too weak. He was henpecked. So all of these symptoms, and these are this is the beginning of the creation, what to speak of now, when everyone is like that. And it's created hell. Look what's going on in in Ukraine and Russia. It's hell. People's lives are being ruined by the by persons who are of demoniac nature. Hare Krishna. From Rati Mandrai? Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisance. Tonight I marked that Diti was anxious that Lord Shiva would not destroy her pregnancy, even though she, probably like Kashapa, also knew that her child would not be good. <coughs> I found it interesting how, in spite of the circumstances, she wanted to keep the child even though what would follow might be bad. How should we understand her reaction? <laughs> uh, it's natural for the woman to feel like that towards the child, whether it's properly conceived or not. It's natural. You can't stop you know, the natural affection between mother and son. So that's the way to understand it. But then later we'll find, and I think I mentioned it already, later we'll find 
that she felt relieved. She felt bad when she found out that her sons would be torment, you know, the whole universe. But she felt relieved when she found out that one of, that they would be killed by Krishna, and that was auspicious. And that uh, her grandson would be a great devotee. That's how you can understand it. It's direct. It's already there. It's direct in in the in the text itself. Hare Krishna. From Bhakta Rupa. Yes, Bhakta Rupa. Today I was speaking to a new boy who has been chanting four rounds for a few months. He said he's been keeping an open mind and told me he was listening to some popular Mayavadis, like Ramdas. How do we explain how such a thing is dangerous to his spiritual life? Repeat what Srila Prabhupada says in his purports again and again and again and again and do it with realization, which means in a way that's informative but at the same time pleasant to hear. It takes deep realization to do that. And like I said before to the previous question, if you're not strong enough to do that, then better, better to avoid people like that. You know, open mind means receptive. An open-minded, so-called open-minded person in, in this modern age is receptive, supposedly, to anything and everyone. And that means they're deep in ignorance, deeply in ignorance. So, first things first, you know, teach them how they're not the body and how they are suffering, whether they admit it or not. You have to get them somehow to admit that they are suffering in this world. And then this world is not a nice place and we shouldn't want to stay here. But, but again, what can I say? Let those who have ears hear, as Jesus Christ said. Let those who have ears hear. And if someone doesn't have ears, he can't hear, don't waste time because you'll become polluted. You have to become yourself strong, powerful in order to do that. And if you are powerful enough, very good. Do it. More power to you. And if you're not, be careful because the material energy will exploit you as well. First protect yourself. Then you can protect others. Hare Krishna. From Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Thank you. Can we also take it that the Lord instigated this occurrence as a prelude as a prelude for these two demons to take birth? Yeah, indirectly, yeah. Indirectly. But it's all a part of uh yeah, it's a part of the of the of the plan of the Lord, definitely. But we shouldn't you know, think that because that, that plan is there, then we also can do that kind of thing. You know, we have to be very careful that we don't allow ourselves to become uh, susceptible or, you know, favorable to, to doing something like that because it's the will of the Lord. I remember one time in San Francisco, the way the temple was organized the kitchen was upstairs and the deity kitchen was upstairs it was very awkward the way the Valencia Street Temple was in San Francisco 
And anyway, Prabhupada was coming down the stairs because he was uh, taking, giving a darshan upstairs. And the person came down with the, with the plates. I don't remember whether he was going to wash them or whether they were... I don't remember if there was food in them, actually. But uh, he dropped the plates in front of Prabhupada. He kind of tripped on the stair. And he looked up at Prabhupada and he said, Krishna's mercy. And Prabhupada said, that was not Krishna's mercy. That was your stupidity. <laughs> so not just because we're a devotee that we can't do something stupid. So don't do something stupid. Hare Krishna. Bhakta Oliver said, okay, thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Bhakta Oliver, thank you. <clears throat> and Rati Manjari said, thank you, Guru Maharaj, for your answers and sharing your realizations. Hare Krishna. Well, as usual, uh, your reflections are st stealing the show. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda bhakta brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi, Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as the result of Diti's illicit sex come into the universe. Hare Krishna.